0: Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, along with the narrator, Todd Fox, and our new host of the show, Gabby Gabby. And we're back here live. So uh, before we get into the show, just want to let you guys know you can find us on uh, iHeartRadio. You can find us on our Instagram page. Just look us up under Grinding True Crime Podcast. You can find us there. Um, If you guys haven't heard our last shows or other previous episodes, just check us out and also uh, follow our sister's page, The Grind, as well. So this week, I just talked to Todd right now and he said we're going to do a two-parter to this story because this one's going to be a lot of information. So bear with us, y'all, and enjoy this one. So Todd, what is this one about? And break it down to us okay this one is the yuma county five the yuma county
1: five yes sir very interesting yeah so this one's got a lot of twists in it so Uh (laughs) you gotta you gotta stay with it and then uh there's gonna be some reminders on the way and then the beauty part of this story is that everyone will have their own theory on the ending so So we will all
0: be on the same page as far as theory
1: goes? I don't think so. I think maybe we're gonna have some difference of opinions, but we okay. will have our own theories basically because this case will leave you a little baffled. All right,
0: let's hear it. Sounds good.
1: So February 24th, 1978, turned into a night Joseph Scones would never forget. The 55-year-old would never forget this night as he was making his way through the Northern California mountains, where he got caught in a frigid snowstorm with blizzard like conditions. Mm. For some reason, he was driving to the ski lodge in a Volkswagen Beetle with no chains. Idiot. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> mistake number one. <laughs> okay. So, as he began to slide on and off the road as he went higher up the mountain, he became stuck in a ditch no which then he got out to try to dig out his car from the snow in which then he felt a sharp pain in his chest which ah. he which he then fell over and crawled back into his car realizing he was suffering from a heart attack mm. yeah not looking good for uh, mr. shoe uh, very tur-
2: stupid. what were you gonna say no I said he's very stupid already
1: yeah exactly <laughs> he turned the car on as to have heat and in pain, he hunkered down, hoping that someone would come up the highway and spot him. Six hours passed before uh, he saw lights from a car in the distance. The car pulled up next to Joseph's car, and he felt at this moment that he was going to be rescued. As he looked up, he realized six people getting out of the car, and one was holding what appeared to him to be a baby. The snow was pouring down at this point. He couldn't figure out why the people were taking so long to intervene and open the car door. And then after a few minutes, he saw the lights on the other car go out. Then flashlights engulfed the entire uh, his entire car and whistles coming from the people. It seemed like they had no intention of helping Joseph as he cried for help. Then the lights of the flashlights dimmed and faded away and the people just wandered off leaving joseph once again alone as he sat there for a couple more hours his car then ran out of gas and he no longer had heat at yeah. this at this time it's around six in the morning still pitch exactly. black, right <laughs> still pitch black freezing and in pain joseph decided to venture out to seek help Ooh. joseph marched at this point still cold obviously early in the morning dark as hell he marched eight miles till he stumbled upon a cabin where he found some people home who transferred him to the local hospital but what he didn't realize was he was the last person to see the yuba yuma county five alive so that's how With it what? oh so this is just a random guy caught in the snow. Oh and, wow. And he sees these people come out of the car. Now, obviously the story says Yuma County five, right? So it's five yeah. people involved in this? Five. But there he claims to his dying oh. day that he saw a sixth person holding a baby. And it, was, and it was a female. So keep that in mind as as the story goes.
2: Okay, so
1: he's not the killer. No, he's not the killer. <laughs> but don't
2: <he> think told- <laughs> that was him. <laughs> no,
1: no this, this, guy, this guy is the last person to see these people alive. Okay. That's crazy, and you know? I don't want to find out what happened. Yeah. All right, well, let me give you a little bit of background here. <clears throat> Located in Northern California next to the Feather River close to Oregon, and a beautiful landscape is littered with trees everywhere and rivers on and one railroad that runs through the scenic backgrounds of the forest. This case is not about Joseph at all. It's about the strange disappearance of five young men that has left law enforcement and their families bewildered to this very day. So, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie from the late 80s, uh, early 90s. I think it was late 80s with Michael Keaton... um, Christopher Floyd, Christopher Lloyd from uh, Back to the Future, the old guy, and and um, the, the old guy from um, Everybody Hates Raymond, the father. Uh
2: uh-huh.
1: It's called. It's called Dream Team. Do you ever see that movie? I don't. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> this <laughs> the breakdown on that movie is very similar to this one. Uh, in the movie, uh, the four patients, Michael Keaton is one of them, are in a. a what is it called a, a sane asylum sort of like a sane hospital or whatever and their doctor is seeing a lot of progress with them, but they all have their own complexes whatever problems but he all he wants to do is take him to a yankees game and one of the guys is he's he's like mentally retarded but the only thing he talks in is yankee talk so like the commentator says safe at home safe at home that means he has to like you know you know he ate food or whatever you know let you know what i mean like, Baseball references is his speak, and so, uh, so the other three characters Christopher Lloyd um, the guy from uh, Everybody uh, Loves Raymond and uh, Michael Keaton get in the van with a doctor plus the baseball guy and they go to New York and then on their way to the baseball game they stop in a, in a real tough area in Brooklyn and the guys have to pee, the, the guy talks only Yankee talks, so the doctor has to take him out of the van, tells the guys to wait in the van and then they go look for a spot to pee because the gas station's closed they go behind a um a alleyway and they run into two crooked cops who who just shoot a guy in the head and then they the doctor makes a noise and then he gets shot and hit on the head and the yankee guy is just hiding and basically what happens to them is because the cops or the ambulance comes because someone hears it they take the doctor away the yankee guy um, is left to talk to the other three guys in the van all alone and they don't know what's going on. So they're stuck in New York to venture and to be on their own. So that's the synopsis of Dream Team, correct? Well, well as I'm explaining it. But there's very... <laughs> something similar from that movie to this is what I'm why I had to reference that movie. Okay. The guys that disappeared that same February 24th as Mr. Shoup was stuck in the mountains in 1978... They were all good friends and referred to by by most of their uh parents because all their parents knew each other as the boys they all grew uh grew up together they were all a little mentally unstable and oh. they were all gentle guys what
2: are the chances of that
1: right and you'll see how crazy this story goes because look the four of them bill was 29 jack hewitt was 24 Ted Weeher was 32, and Jack Majerua was 30. They all suffered from mild learning disabilities and were considered harmless and very kid-like in behavior. Uh, However, the fifth member, Gary Mathies, was 25, was a former army veteran who was discharged due to a diagnosis of schizophrenia and sometimes displays uh, fits of anger. So- Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. unlike the others, he, he did not have a learning disability.
0: That's the one right there. <laughs> All right,
1: that's the leader. That is the leader of the pack. Um, the uh, the other four guys that I mentioned first had IQs of only in the low to mid forties.
0: Ooh. Mm.
1: Yeah, not yeah. too smart. Um, the five friends originally met up through an organization called Gateways, which helped those with special needs to meet each other, and they held events and games for all of them to participate in. Mm -hmm. The five had one thing in common. What do you guys
0: think it was? They all liked one girl. (laughs) No. No. (laughs)
1: Wrong.
2: (laughs) Oh, man. I'd hate Um, to be that girl (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that girl would be terrified. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would think the one thing they have in common, I thinking about getting them together for games and stuff, they all like the same thing.
1: Yeah, you're right on. I, I was going to say, if you nailed it with a sport, what do you think the sport was,
0: Gabby? Probably skiing or snowboard.
2: A mm-hmm. sport. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna
1: guess baseball. Close. They loved basketball.
0: Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: so these are five white guys. <laughs> <laughs> they love basketball a lot. And they love yeah. to, to play it as well. They were on a team together, actually. Oh wow.
2: So a special <clears throat> needs team?
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh. the night they went missing, they attended a college basketball game up in Northern California, which is in the Yuma area, which is not too far from where they lived. Okay. Um, they had also scheduled their own team to play the very next day in a special Olympics tournament, which they were called the Gateway Gators. So the, the kids, the, well, I was calling them kids, but they're like in their <laughs> 20s and 30s. But, um, <laughs> They were so excited the boys had laid their jerseys out, like little kids, or on the bed just the following, or the previous night before they went to the game together. huh. Yeah. So, picture that, you're like a, they have the mindset of like a 12, 13 year old, they know they got a big uh-huh. game the next day, and they're, you know, they, they iron their jersey and they're leaving it up on the <laughs> door. Yeah. <laughs> they're all excited. All right So, no surprise, all the boys had lived with their parents. Um, Of course. Yeah, Gary, the only uh, one without a learning disability, was so excited before they left the game. He told his mom to wake him up the next day and if she can make him a special breakfast so that he can go early um, and get practice for the game. So, it's not like the 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 schizo one? Yeah, the schizo one was actually really pumped up for the game. Uh, All right. So, um, the boys didn't take any extra coats or blankets and the night they uh, piled into Gary's sedan, which he had a really nice sedan at the time. Gary was, uh, uh, it wasn't, a, not Gary's sedan, it was um, Madruin's sedan, which he's like 29, 30 years old. But he had Definitely. a nice car that he loved to take and all of them could just get in and go. Um, after the seeing the area that they were driving in was below the mountains it's in a like a country type area so they weren't packed to go into the mountains at all okay so after watching their team win the group was super excited Uh, they drove to a nearby liquor store called bears market it was now 10 p.m that night and the market was closing and the cashier distinctively remembered them because there was five of them and she was annoyed because they kept uh, taking forever, choosing and then putting things back, <laughs> <And> think <laughs> they kept being undecided. <laughs> so, what what do you think was taking them a long time to pick? What do you what do you think of what items they bought? In the, in the- Gatorade,
2: Gatorade. Nah,
0: no, I would say alcohol. No. Okay, so they have the mind of a twelve-year-old. So I'm gonna say maybe some candy or something. That's one part, yes. Candy. Hey, okay.
2: one of them doesn't have a mind of a twelve-year-old.
1: True, true. Okay. But no, no alcohol though.
2: Huh. Okay,
1: juice and chips. Just about. It was. It was. Uh. It was chips, candy bars, and a bunch of Hostess snacks. The. <laughs> hey man. <laughs>
0: <would've made>
1: me... <laughs> I right, <for> put <laughs> <laughs> So like the they cash. The cashier was like, she remembered them too because they were all kid-like and they just grabbed like almost all the hostess stuff she had on the counters, so.
0: Can I get some ding dong? Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so she was she was awfully annoyed. It took them 20 minutes after the store had closed to finally get yeah. everything and purchase. I'll be annoyed Dang.
0: too.
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: I'd be scared to kick them out, though. Five men, just the lady?
1: I know. See, that's the thing, too. She probably didn't realize until probably a good 10, 15 minutes into them being in the store that there might be something wrong with these guys. But when you initially see five people coming in before the closing time, yeah. I can see where you say she'd be scared.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so the boys uh, So the boys then piled in the car and took off. The boys' parents stayed up waiting for them as, as they usually would and um waited for the boys to come home but they they didn't come home um later in the afternoon uh the they finally convinced the police to file a report because their special needs and uh not too longer uh into that same day or the next day they found jack's sedan parked off on the side of the road in the mountains 70 miles east of where the basketball arena they had attended uh. So they weren't
2: even going in the
1: right direction not at all not even close so they were on the they were on the um california oregon border they were way off um, now
0: I'm curious i'm curious now
1: yeah yeah so what was also odd was that the car was found to have all doors locked but the backside passenger window completely down in temperatures as low as 17 degrees what the yeah How the only the tra- world? yeah that doesn't make any sense right so the only trace of the boys left in the car was wrappers from many hostess treats and candy bars the keys were gone and more strange when the when the cops hotwired the car and it, it just started right up so they were they were like well maybe the car stalled you know let's check the ignition let's check the motor maybe they had to go on foot they started it started right up no problems oh um there was still half a tank of gas in the in the car and no damage and the car was not stuck and no, they got off on their own. at the yeah. time right what's that and there was no bodies in the car right no trace of them at all except the hostess wrappers so, the big question was, why did they abandon the vehicle? Mm-hmm. Search teams were mobilized, but a series of storms within the next day or two, and even week, started hammering that very mountain range that they were trying to look at. So putting the own re- rescuers' own lives at risk, most of them decided to come back, or they just called off the search altogether for a few days. So not after a couple weeks joseph remember the driver that was in the volkswagen Mm -hmm. um he had recovered from his heart attack and saw a news report of the car that had been up in the mountain range Mm -hmm. so then he called the police in yuma county and reported that he may have seen them as they left the car and he they knew his story was legit because the neighbors had took him in and he was on that same mountain that same night
2: he recognize the car? What's that? Did he recognize the car?
1: Yeah, when they described the sedan and the part of the mountain where it was at, he's like, my car was like, yards from there. So Yo,
0: he got to give credit, man. What's that? I got to give that guy credit to survive a heart attack for hours and still have the consciousness of what was going on around him, that's pretty, cr- pretty good.
1: Yeah, I think that was like a last ditch effort, he knew no one else was going to go up there he was gonna die yeah so eight miles that's crazy Damn.
2: yeah
1: um so the another question was why would they ignore his cries for help when he was in the car and who was the sixth person in the baby like the 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 none of the parents knew of any of these guys having a girl that they would have as a friend or
0: anyone that even had a baby you know what i mean so Did everyone you know? was perplexed. and he saw a sick- what's that did he tell the detective that, that person with them? Yes. And okay. the baby. Yeah. So, so the police were like,
1: just, there's more questions coming up than answers at this point. So um, no one had heard any answers or no one had any answers for these questions. And time went by and the weather cleared and no discoveries occurred. So what always happens when I put a date on things? something happens
0: right Something them happen yeah <laughs>
1: Something big yeah it's, it's a wrap <laughs> when it comes to that um, four months later on June 4th 1978 a group of weekend riders stumbled upon a abandoned trailer of some sort to take a break the group of bike riders wanted to get some shade from the hot Sun because remember now now it's in the middle of summer so, temperatures are a lot different now. You're riding through the woods, no snow, blah, 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 blah. You know, you're kind of like, you know, you want to get a little shade. They're in the middle of the sun on the mountain range. Yeah. Um, so, they go to the, they go to the uh, shack to investigate it to maybe see if they can break in, see what's up. It's, it's way off the trail, you know, so they're, they're not even close to the road at this point. <clears throat> but to their horror, however, they discovered a stench that was terrible, unlike anything they had uh-huh. ever smelled. They left for a minute, returned back to investigate, as white people do,
0: (laughs) and... (laughs) (laughs) Black people, they'd still be there. (laughs) No, they would have ran. They would have been like, forget it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Them bodies would still be there.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) See, Matt knows.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, (laughs) yeah.
1: See, if me and you worked on an investigation team, I'd be like, you smell that, Matt? You'd be like, no, I don't. I'm out of here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you that, Matt? I'm waiting. You would turn around and Matt would be gone. You'd talking to Wait, yourself.
1: No. Exactly. I'd be like, well, I guess I'm gonna go in and investigate. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, they took a break for a minute, then covered their nose, walked back, and uh, then broke into the place. And um, to investigate, where they saw on a bed, um, what do you call it, um, next to a closet of a um, in the bedroom, wrapped in blankets eight times was a body. Um, e- even the head was wrapped up. And um, on the on the uh, headboard of the bed was engraved Ted. Um, so Ted was wrapped up and had no shoes on his feet and they were severely frostbitten at this point and five <laughs> of us huh there was one only one body
0: there
1: only one body and five of his toes were missing what yeah the autopsy when the the medical examiner came up there showed that he survived 13 weeks and died to starvation died because of starvation and the elements and pulmonary edema
2: Wow. wait let me ask you again because my sound went off it was just one person they found
1: yes one person it was Ted one of the guys okay. and the thing about it was it was amazing that the trailer was 20 miles from the car uphill so we're not, so talk- I- we're not talking about downhill we're talking about uphill from where the car was last seen
0: how did he get there
1: Think about his shoes, though. I mean, like, like where did it, where did his shoes go? His feet were severely frostbitten, severely. So, how do, you, yeah, how do you go? And, and here's here's the thing. The medical examiner also was thinking there was six feet of snow on the ground at the time. Did he walk twenty miles with no shoes and six feet of snow? Can how you- is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> How tall was he? <laughs> These guys were no no taller than about the range of five five to five nine, so they weren't they weren't big guys.
2: Okay, that would have been impossible.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's that's not humanly possible. Well,
2: someone took him
0: out. <laughs> yeah, so unless
1: they stayed on the road, I mean, I don't understand it because this this shack is way off the beaten path. <laughs> so, um, more baffling than that, though was the fact there were several supplies unused as far as canned foods and matches and plenty of books that they could have been used to put in the fireplace which was just mere feet from the person's body hmm i smell foul play <laughs> plus there was extra blankets and clothes that were untouched and folded with a storage shed outside that had supplies that were used but the investigators knew that Ted could not come out there and continue to go outside or wrap himself like he was found by himself others must have been with him
0: Mm -hmm.
1: another perplexing thing was that in another shed on the property with no lock on it lay dehydrated foods and rations that could have lasted the boys over a full year Mm.
2: He was knocked out then.
1: I mean, it's not conclusion time yet, but keep those in your mind. Like These are, like, where are we going with this, right? Where are we going with this, Todd? That's a good one. Yeah, this one's a, yeah. What's that? Where are the other guys? That's what I'm going to get to right now. So, Gary's shoes were also found in the trailer, leaving the police to believe he took Ted's sturdy boots so if they were to take shoes or swap shoes Ted had the better boots Gary used them, but then why didn't Gary allow Ted to use his shoes like he's now now he has you know they're frostbitten you know like why did he allow it doesn't make sense right yeah. so they would also find a gold watch where um other family members were took a look at the gold watch to see if it matched any of the missing boys and nobody could nobody could identify it Mm. no one knew who it was or nothing
2: the girl with the baby
1: that could be a theory as well and see the thing is this shed belonged to uh people that lived up and had a cabin not too far from there Mm. and they rarely checked on it so yeah, this is—it's getting more and more um, perplexing at this time, right? It is.
2: This is weird.
1: Yeah, and it gets even more weirder. So, okay. <clears throat> then two days later, after those, uh, two days later, the skeleton remains of Jack Mardra, which was the driver, and Bill Sterling were found just four miles south of the trailer, just what? off the highway. What? Yeah. Um, Four
2: miles.
1: Yeah, four miles. So they they went back down the hill. Or they never made it. Yeah, they never made it. So it seems like they were trying to get back to the car. In Jack's pocket, the keys were still in it. And his cause of death was was to be ruled by as uh, hypothermia and exposure to the elements. Dang! Yeah.
2: And the other one?
1: And the other one, this is the problem with the other one. Bill's body had been scavenged by animals and the remains were all over the side of the road. Um, They found few bones of his left. So a a true cause of death for him was not doable because at least Jack's body was full intact, just about, but the other one, not so much.
2: That doesn't Uh, make sense. Yeah. They were together.
1: yeah. <clears throat> I mean, they, they pretty much, and here's, here's the worst part. <clears throat> so the, the family is already confirmed out of the, the five that three are now confirmed dead. Um, you know, the, the other families are going back up into the forest to try to look. It's summertime. It's heat. People are, people are getting people from the downtown um, neighborhoods and, and towns to come help. And, um, Jack's father, one of the other missing guys left, decides to go up against police um, and uh, firefighting people telling him not to do it because you don't want to stumble on your kid's remains or see something you don't want to see, right? Yeah. Well, he decides to go up anyway, but then again you still think, what are the chances he'll stumble upon his son, right? Yeah. And he does. And he does. Dude should have played the lotto. Where? Uh, <laughs> two days later, uh, after searchers found the other uh, bodies, he found his own son's jacket sticking out of a bush and some brush. As he went to go pick up the – now picture this in your mind if you can. As he okay. went to go pick up the jacket from the bush, mm-hmm. he also picked up his son's spinal cord. Oh, yep, yep.
2: I would have freaked out.
1: And then um, feet from that was the bones and his skull. His body, uh, his body had been scattered. Yeah, just feet over
0: from from where he found the spinal cord. So his body was ravaged through with animals as well, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And-
1: They had no idea how he was so far off from the others as well, and no remains of Gary were ever found, leaving some to believe he returned to the cabin at some point to take care of Ted. So, at this point, police put out bulletins at hospitals and mental health facilities because he had no idea, no ID, and no money. Or meds for his schizoid and anger problems Wow yeah so he was also considered a suspect at this point because of his anger issues I would think so
2: I agree that's what I was thinking about
1: mm-hmm and since he was the only one that could be found it was just logic right mm-hmm. uh, and see what Gary had also prior military experience he had uh, roughed it long enough to get this far into the remote woods, would he ever be found? That was the question. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that was weird was none of the boys liked the great outdoors. And when they would go places, they always would want to come home. They were very, like, sheltered, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And... um, none of the parents would believe that any of their sons would volunteer to go into the
0: mountain
1: and especially the fact that none of them had anything close to warm clothing to brave those conditions yeah that's I true yep yeah. and couple that with the fact that there is a junction on the highway that would have taken them in the direction of home which was oroville california or sent them into the mountains on accident in which most that feel most feel it wasn't the case that that it was or some people at the, the time felt that you know they may have just made a wrong turn at albuquerque you know and went up the freaking mountain um but some people were like this just too coincidental and at some point you would turn around thinking okay we didn't go into the mountains to get here why are we going into the mountains to get yeah. back home yeah but then again that's where the 40 uh iq's playing who knows man they could They could have been playing uh, ding-dong dolls, you know, in the car, you know, back and forth. Who knows?
0: (laughs) That's messed up.
1: (laughs) The Zingers could have been attacking the Ho-Hos, you know, who knows? So, (laughs) the parents said that they were creatures of habit and would not wander off by themselves or do random things. They believed they were forced or led the ways they went. So why would it why would they have left a car that had no issues? Every time they investigated more, more and more questions appeared instead of answers. And who was the lady? Was there a lady? I what? agree,
2: because if they're childlike, they're not gonna no way. They would have been scared and saying, I wanna go home.
1: Yeah. And then what about the baby? What was the baby doing out there? Was or was the was it a figure of the guy's imagination? I mean, what what the hell's going on? I think he actually did see a woman with a baby. Who knows? See, because as uh, the story doesn't end there. A local woman, Debbie Lynn, started receiving phone calls one after another from an unknown person who first called and said, I know where those five men are, then hung up. Then the next day, another call from the same man who she couldn't recognize said, I need help for what I did to them. Debbie said, who? He hung up. The guy called again to say all five men were dead. He never called again. Further, Unsolved Mysteries, that one show with a scary guy and scary voice.
2: Oh, I like that one.
1: Yeah. He he actually wanted to do a story with all five family members, or, or five families of the five people. All but Gary's families were on board and have never publicly to this day commented about the case leaving the they brother know know
2: when he is
1: they that's another that's another layer to it so yeah. and she, she, she's now him leaving the brother to of ted to come out and the one that was in the cabin first that they found come out and say he believes gary had something to do with it and may have intentionally led those boys to their death and could be the caller so yeah do you believe gary survived
0: and did this what do you guys yeah. think i think he did i th- did uh kill those guys yeah
2: it all okay. points on him and nothing makes sense somebody did this
1: yep but here's another part to it gary was not the type to fit in with the other four who had low iq's and seemed to get along with each other a little bit better even though they were called all the boys and all five of them hung out gary was a part of their group but not the same as the boys and even their basketball coach said gary could lash out at times with anger despite the drugs that he was on to help him also making things uh more further weird is a friend in high school with gary years earlier said that he once told her that he had a dream that he described to her as having him and a group of people going somewhere just to disappear oh wow mm-hmm. she remembered I think, that oh, oh
2: go ahead sorry i think that um, maybe he felt like the odd one out mm-hmm. and although his family was looking out for him like he probably wasn't as shelter or as protected because the other four were innocent and he knew he wasn't so maybe knowing that people could fear him and being resentful against them Cost him to do it
0: or maybe it was a female with them and she killed them and he was able to get away from her see i the problem is even
1: if i were to say no to any of these or even if renee or anyone else came on here with a far out hypothesis <laughs> you really can't tell them no because <laughs> as i'll get to the end of the she remembered that conversation, but it did not alarm her to the events of the disappear until the disappearance took place of the five men. This this is uh, this case is truly a perplexing case and that his whereabouts of Gary are unknown to this case to this day, and the case is officially still open. Are uh, no you uh, Yes. Uh, no one has seen Gary since that day that they left that uh liquor store or the man saw the group up in the mountains
2: that's not true his family has seen him his family knows where he's at but that's why they don't want to come out
1: maybe that's it too um all, all, all i know is that over the years doing updates on this one as true crime enthusiasts grow the the genre and people like to visit like like me. I, I want to visit before this COVID thing's over. I want to go see uh, that um, famous, um, what is it called? The, the house where the Black Dahlia was supposedly murdered at. Uh-huh. But as people have morbid curiosity like me and others, um, they've gone up into the same mountains looking for Gary's body, any kind of trace of it, searching all areas of that mountainside within reason of someone being able to get out and hike on their own looking for anything and no one since 1978 has come across anything. Are you serious? <laughs> do, you do that? Yeah. Really? Would I do that?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, if I had the time and it wasn't so far, yeah. The Black is yep. in downtown so I'll go for that.
0: This <laughs> a true crime guy. <laughs>
1: but this, I'm, I'm just telling you this case has had plenty of people going up there with metal detectors uh, cadaver dogs um they found other things but they have not found anything close to gary's body and no one still knows unless gabby's right and the parents or someone in the family knows where he's at other than that there's been no trace of him anywhere so this have you nice.
2: seen the movie of the boy
1: the boy no
2: okay um it's about this kid who already is showing weird signs when he's little, right? It's the only child. Okay. His parents have money. He had a little best friend. One of the neighbors, a little girl, they would play together. He killed her as a child.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so the parents faked a fire in their house and said their son burned to death. Ooh. The truth was that he didn't burn. They did that so that people would think he was dead, but they protected him. They built like, a, sort of like a uh, house underground, mm-hmm. like a room. And in within the walls, they built like hallways where he could travel around the whole house and never be seen. Like wow. everybody thought he was dead. But it comes out later, the parents couldn't keep that. And then the girl they bring to babysit, um, the parents would carry a doll that would represent their son so everybody thought oh well, they're psycho or something or that doll's possessed or something you have to watch it it has nothing to do with demons or anything but that's how I imagine his family like <laughs> they know what he did <laughs> and they're just like hiding him
1: well that, that would be amazing if that were the case because then the skeletons would be let out of the closet like you'd you'd find out was there really a woman with him why did he do it and the thing that gets me is the woman that you know his high school that he went to high school with later on, says that yeah he told her about a weird dream leading people up there. He didn't say how many, but it was a group of people, and they just disappeared. Um, I there's just I feel for the guy up in the in the shed because you had all the provisions, and I mean did he scare the other guys off to where they left the cabin? um because you had all the food up there you could have stayed up there till the snow stopped at least and then walk down the hill and get to the car and take off mm-hmm. uh, it's just I, I don't know i'm stuck on this one i mean i could see gabby's idea i could see your idea there's this there's no really wrong answer because there's no truth to anything right now nobody
0: has any solid answers so at this age would be 67 years old so do you even think he's still alive? As much as I want to say no, he died in the elements, he
1: could be because he had military experience. Hmm. And um, supposedly they said out of the five, he had the most outdoorsy
0: survival skills and he took. Really be away from society for 42 years and no trace whatsoever? Or as that? long
2: as you don't get caught, people don't care.
1: It's either that or which i'm leaning towards if you had to ask my gun to the heads uh diagnosis of this case i would have to say maybe he just didn't have the wherewithal to stay around ted's body and he took off himself and he wound up going way off the path and somewhere his body is you know he died of the elements but just in an area where i guess maybe just either no one's gone yet or because a lot of that area up there is just there is, it's not like Big Bear where there's cabins everywhere. And this is like untamed, wilderness, bears, mountain lions. Man, oh, yeah. It's, it's just wide open where people haven't ventured since like Indian days, I guess. You know what I mean? But there is just an awful lot of groups that go up there from time to time searching for this dude's body, and no one's found
0: it.
2: I have a strong opinion on this, though, because it just it doesn't make sense. They were all together. He's Mm -hmm. the only one who has the experience of being out there. He knew where he was going. Mm -hmm. For all we know, he had a girl, and that's probably his baby. And he took them all up there. He already had the place. And maybe the ones that were found outside, everywhere else, maybe they were able to escape, and they were running off somehow he could have caught up and killed them and left them where he killed them so that the animals could eat them and went back to the one he only had there which was Ted right yep but Ted
1: was the only one
2: he must have been unable somehow must have done something to him where he couldn't help himself and mm. then they're they're like mentally challenged even worse they didn't know what to do
1: yep
2: they were like little kids probably like scared to heck so yeah. i don't I think it was him. I, I don't see another way. Like it just—it makes no sense that he was never found, and the rest died that way.
1: Yeah, I—I'd I, have to agree that that's a pretty good diagnosis of the situation. Because, in, um, like you said, if there was a woman and a kid, maybe he he, he ran off with them and and left the guys behind. But it's just interesting. The watch was left there. No money's taken, um, unless there was another vehicle up at that shed uh
0: yeah
1: hard to take off and then just where would they go i mean no one's seen them since um just vanished without a trace so maybe they're in oregon it could be i don't know who knows i'm telling you that whole area is wide open then when you cross into oregon too you've been up there there's so much
2: crater lake
1: yeah (laughs) i mean if he if he really wanted to disappear and he had a stone cold plan i mean he he duped a lot of people if that's the case. Are you really? So, I, don't I don't know. That's the story of the Yuba <laughs> County Five.
0: That's an interesting
1: I'm, I'm stressed
2: now. Thanks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a. Yeah, because you don't know where this story could end. Like, this is a good one. Me personally, I think he did kill him, and I kind of agree with you, Todd. He probably tried to escape or tried to get away and the elements killed him and he's somewhere buried in the snow or he probably if fell off
2: he was experienced though and he tried to get away he would have carried a lot of those things so he yeah. could survive
0: yeah that's true how how can how much can a person survive in a blizzard
2: he wouldn't that's know how right? to survive i have watched people survive blizzards
1: True. And the thing is, too, like, that's where, I mean, I'm torn. I, I can see yours, Gabby, and I can see Matt because my only thing is the cops knew or the detectives knew that he was up there with Ted at least up until almost he died. You know, there was someone up there with him who wrapped his body, you know what I mean, like eight yeah. times. So someone had to have been surviving up in that cabin. There was stuff that was eaten, but there was so much left over. That could have fed all of them, and even if there was a sixth person and a baby, they still could have been well taken care of. Yeah. So it's just it's just perplexing, you
0: know what I mean? Mm. Mm-hmm. So this was definitely one of the most interesting uh, <laughs> true crimes you've you've done. Yes, man.
2: I'm mad because that would yeah. know.
0: <laughs> there's no there's no wrong answer, like you said. Oh man. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is this is the first one where it's a who done it. <laughs>
1: there's no really resolve.
0: All we know there's four dead bodies. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Man. I think he did it. I think Gary did it. Yes, dead. he wasn't
2: taking dead. his medication and he skipped, so of course he did.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I agree. But it, but the how and the why and the where that's the whole there's this like, we can agree that Gary definitely had
0: something to do with it, but how exactly it went down? Puzzles. You know, he could have he could have told the guys, "Hey, let's play hide and go seek. Let's see who can get to the car. To, let's let's see who can go back to the car." Mm-hmm. They're kids. They probably went outside. and Said, "Okay."
1: I want to know how the dude wound up by himself. The one they found the spinal cord because he was he was two miles away from the other ones that were found. Mm. Was he chased? You know, like what the heck happened to him?
2: I think they were all running off, and then they, they don't know the area. They don't know where the heck they're going. They probably all just two stuck together, and he got lost. Or, or they all escaped at two different times.
1: Yeah. Some some have theory though I read an article online where um, one person thought that if Ted was walking up there and got frostbitten toes and all this other stuff, um, that maybe – Gary did do it, and did go after the guys or whatever, or forced them out. But yeah. Ted was too jacked up feet wise; he had no, he had to stay around, and was sort of yeah. like, sort of like Gary's, I guess, project. And then when he wanted him to die or whatever, he just died, you know. So yeah, because
2: you said he took his boots, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. See, that's why I think. If the other ones got away, he took his boots to go chase them. Mm-hmm. And then Ted probably came out after them and couldn't handle it and went back to the cabin because he knew he wouldn't make
1: it.
0: Exactly. That does sound kind of logical. Yep. So,
1: very I'm frustrating, sorry. guys. I hate
2: <laughs> Yes. I'm Matt Todd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to change it up a little bit and give it, like, a, a different um, This
0: is interesting, man, because there's no end to it. There's, there's no, like, final say to it. Yeah, it's... Now it's I'm big. never
2: going to stop thinking about this case.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a 42-year-old unsolved case. That's 43. <laughs> yeah, it's working on 43. Dang.
0: This was a good one. So definitely
2: a Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, you want to let them know
0: where they can get a hold of us, man? Yeah, you can get a hold of us on this confusingness. <laughs> you can get a hold of us on iHeartRadio, uh, Podbeam, all podcast streams. You can just find us on uh, any of those. Just look us up on the Grinding True Crime Podcast. Uh, You can also find us on our Facebook page and Instagram page. Also, follow our sister page, The Grind, as well. Mm -hmm. Well, with that being said, this was a very different twist of a story (laughs) that you did today, Todd. Very interesting, and uh, it's unsolved, man. (laughs) (laughs) Got us over here, I'm about to look it up. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, check it out. Look up uh, Yuba County 5. Yuba County spot. Yes, sir. That's another one I'm going to look up. Tony (laughs) had mentioned earlier, so I'm going to look that one up, too. All right. With that being said, everyone, this is the end of it. This is your host, Matty Matt, along with the confusing narrator, (laughs) Todd Fox. (laughs) And uh, the host of the show.
2: The very frustrated Gabby Gabby.
0: Very frustrated. Very frustrated, Todd. Thank you I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Toodles. (laughs)
0: Later, guys. Later.